Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? Hello and welcome back to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. And today we have a special episode because, well, we have no other episodes to cover. When we hit about mid-season, I asked a few people to submit some questions, including who your favorite characters, what was your favorite episode, and after that, I told them to feel free to rant or gush about anything about the show. So today we have four special guests to uh, who answered those questions and recorded it and nicely sent it to us. And at the end, we have Chris, which we'll go more into later on. So without further ado, our first guest today is Chi Hung. Hey, fellow Kimbits. My name is Chi Hung Ta. I go by Chi of Steel on Twitter and pretty much everything else online. During the first season of Kim's Convenience, I worked in downtown Toronto. Uh, I recalled one day seeing the Daily Commuter newspaper, uh, the Metro, all decked out in Kim's advertising on the front and back covers promoting the series premiere. I saw billboards and advertisements on the TTC. Uh, it was pretty much everywhere. It was insane and impossible to miss. Uh, in terms of my favorite character, mm, well, it's kind of like choosing your favorite finger, you know? They're all great, but uh, the biggest laughs for me came uh, in the scenes between Appa and uh, Gerald, especially in the Dongjim episode where uh, Appa was initially repulsed by Gerald's request to take photos of him because uh, it was going to be a nude photo shoot, or, or so he thought. And uh, then la- later seeing Mr. Kim's successfully made-up face with that creepy smile that, uh, <laughs> that managed to drive out a, a few customers, it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, I really missed their dynamic in season two. Um, but uh, season one had a lot of those uh, scenes, so it was, it was terrific. Uh, in terms of my favorite episode, well, I have two. Uh, I really liked Hapkido, which featured more of the Gerald and Appa interaction. And uh, it also introduced Grace Lee, who was gorgeous and fierce and made me an instant fan of Eileen Lee. Um, so that's my 1B. Uh, but Rude Kid uh, has to be my 1A. It had such emotional resonance, especially uh, that scene between Appa and Janet in, in the freezer. Um, it was such a classic Kim's moment where you get all choked up and you know your eyes are watering and you're just about to, to cry and you're swallowing and, and, and then bam, the next, in the next moment you're laughing out loud. So um, to have watched that episode um, with an audience at uh, Real Asian Film Festival, it was it was a real treat. It made the experience so, um, so much more immersive. And, uh, you know, I, I think that will forever be my, my favorite episode just because of the surroundings. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was truly something. Um, why do I love Kim's Convenience? Well, uh, first of all, it is very well written and the cast is terrific. Um, the, you know, having the dynamics between the different characters that it, it all seems to convey something whether it's laughter or tears or struggles um you know so the characters are interesting and the portrayals by the actors um you know it, it's it's i don't think there's a better cast um 
and speaking of which, uh, I'm not Korean myself, but being um, immigrant, uh, coming from an immigrant family to Canada, uh, I can appreciate the generational differences between you know my parents and and myself and my generation gr- growing up in Canada and and where you know we have different differences of opinion and um, it, it's just it's very relatable and uh, I think Canada being a nation of immigrants uh, I think that's why there's such an appeal uh, across across the land and. Um, you know, and, and having those Toronto elements uh, being set in the city and having references like no frills and, you know, seeing the CN Tower and, and you know, it's, it, it just, it feels good, right? That we're not being, um, we're, we're not trying to be something we're not. We're not representing Chicago or New York or, you know, we're proudly Canadian. We're proudly from Toronto. So it, that's, that's terrific for me. Um, and, and it really adds to um, the experience of, of watching like a local show, but it, it's, it's really um, a strong show, you know? Um, and so seeing yourself uh, and seeing your city on screen is, is really a joy to watch. Um, before Kim's Convenience, uh, the, the terms appa and umma had different meanings for me. Uh, I have young kids and uh, a couple of young kids, and when we, um, when it comes time to feeding them, um, I would say "amma" to encourage them to eat, and uh, "appa" to communicate that they wanted up and out of their high chair when they were done eating. So it was a funny coincidence in that way. Um, so that's pretty much what makes me a kimbit. And uh, okay, see you. And again, that was Chi Hung, and you can follow him on Twitter at Chi of Steel. And next up, we have Andrew. I'd like to say hello to Mike and everyone listening to What You Talking podcast. My name is Andrew Ka. I've been watching Kim's Convenience season one and season two ever since they've aired on CBC. Um, from season one, Um, I would have to say Service is one of my favorite episodes, as well as Appa's Lump. From Service, I remember, if I'm not mistaken, um, Amma had cooked uh, this Korean dish. I forgot its name, but it's so relatable because Janet and Appa encounter... Uh, themselves having diarrhea which is so relatable because my grandma and my mother have made food in the past where my father and I have had diarrhea and and just (laughs) it's really funny Um, as for Appa's lump it's hard to explain really the the scene with Jung and Appa in the the hospital uh, really hits home for me because my father and I we we have a very tight niche relationship um furthermore um in season two i would have to say without a doubt cardboard jung is one of my favorites no doubt no doubt at all because the the scene that really is just spot on the way the camera moves um when appa picks up uh, jung after he's been taken and uh, smashed and <laughs> ran over with by these two hooligans. 
Um, he, he just carries uh, Jung like he's he's a kid, even though it's it's a cardboard version of him. And um, it shows how he misses Jung dearly. Um, lastly, I would have to say uh, Kimchi is one of my favorite characters, um, simply because <laughs> of the way he he just jokes around with Jung and how how he talks uh, to Janet and everybody else. Um, I don't really know what else to say, but uh, Kimchi is my favorite character, as well as Andrew Fung, which um, he's also Vietnamese as well as myself. And yeah, thank you, Mike, for having me on the podcast. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew's been a fan of the show since the first episode, so we were really glad to have him on. Next up, we have Karen, who is as big a foodie as she is a Kimbit. So here she is. Hi, my name is Karen Lee, and I'm a Kimbit. Kim's Convenience is one of my favorite shows. A half hour flies by every episode, and there's always a tweet storm. My attention goes back and forth between the TV screen and my phone. Kimbits tweet a lot. There are quotes, gifs, and a flood of laughing emojis. The show has the best cast because they're always engaged with their fans, not only during each episode, but in, in between episodes and seasons. They care about us, and we care about them. They are so grateful for our continuous love and support, and we are grateful for their talent, kindness, humor, and representation. The hardest part about being a Kimbit is choosing a favorite episode. Is it the one when Appa is in the hospital and Jung visits him? It's hard when the loved one isn't well. I cried. Is it when Jung and Kimchi fight over Dong Chim? Pranks are always funny as long as it isn't me. Jung Chi is one of the best romances I've ever seen on screen. Then season 2 comes around and how can I choose a favorite? I don't, really, but who can resist the eventual meeting of Jung and Appa at a club after some hilarious text messages? This episode touched everyone. Sometimes I want to capture every quote. I get so passionate tweeting what's happening in the episode, then people like and retweet and tweet me back. When the episode's done, I'm like, what? I have to wait another week? And there's so many commercials in between, I'm like, oh, that's the only time I can breathe and catch up on other people's tweets. It's my Tuesday night thing. It's an event, really, to connect with the show, cast, and fans. It's the only show where I behave this way, which is weird. (laughs) Picking a fave character is almost just as hard as a fave episode. They are all so endearing and funny. Who doesn't see themselves in each character in one situation or another? The stubbornness between Appa and Janet is so relatable, and no doubt Janet's facial expressions are the best. She is the most adorable. In fact, that's what I said to Andrea Bang in person at this year's Family Fan Day. What else can I say? She's so adorable, and it's true. I remember when my friend and I went to the Kim's Convenience meet and greet at the Queen Street location in December 2016. Paul, Jean, and Simu were there. They were the warmest, figuratively and literally. They thanked the fans for waiting in line in frigid winter temperatures to meet them. So worth it. I got such a good picture and a t-shirt. The next time I saw them was at the Family Fan Day this year. I don't think they remembered me, but I'm so glad I got another, another photo with them, Andrea, Andrew, and Nicole. I was on such a high I almost cried. I was afraid to hug them because would that be too creepy? Maybe next time. I'm proud to be a Kimbit. The fans are so dedicated that we actually hang out from time to time. We even had a winterlicious lunch with Sugith, who plays Mr. Meta. I'm so glad he took time to enjoy some of the things we love the most. Food, friends, and Kim's convenience. As Kimbits, we love cool stuff from the show. We have our t-shirts, bags, and mints, and finally Kim's Convenience has an online store. It's what we've been waiting for. 
What should I get? Hmm, I have some time to think it over. I can't wait to see the Kims and their friends live their best lives in the six. How often do we see Asians playing Asians and Toronto playing Toronto? Kim's Convenience is unlike any other show on right now, and we need more Asian representation. Look on social media, look in real life. It's been a long time coming for immigrants to share their stories and for people of color to be seen, heard, and loved, and not mocked and stereotyped. Bring on Kim's Convenience Season 3. Okay, see you! Thanks, Karen. And if you want to follow Karen, you can follow her on Twitter at Karen Lee Music. Next up, we have Dr. Daniel Wong, who's been a fan of the show since the beginning, and he's also been the organizer for several Kimbit events in Toronto. And take it away, Daniel. Hi, I'm Daniel Wong. I'm a third-generation American-born Chinese, an import to Canada, and a university professor in Toronto. I found out about Kim's Convenience when my son encouraged me to go to the stage show by the same name. I'm very interested in multicultural issues, so the story of an immigrant family intrigued me. At that time, Kim's Convenience creator, Inns Choi, played the son in the show. I later met Inns after one of his performances of his one-man show, Subway Stations of the Cross. He was excited and a bit overwhelmed that Kim's Convenience would turn into a TV show. I watched the first episode, was sold, and have watched ever since. My favorite character is Kimchi. He always brings an over-the-top humor to the show with his snide remarks and facial expressions. However, the character that I relate to the most is Pastor Nina. She serves as pastor in an ethnic church. She isn't quite aware of the subtleties of culture and conversant in the majority language in the church. I also served many years in English ministry and ethnic church, a Chinese church. While I am Chinese, I'm not fluent in one of the dialects. I'm sure I stepped on many cultural toes by my actions and words in the church. Probably it caused a lot of laughs by the church members as well. I'm going to be Asian and say that I don't have a favorite episode. They are all great. Each is unique and brings a new angle on life. For me, I can identify with a show at many levels. There are many dynamics of immigrant families in my church and in my own family. There are cultural and language and generational differences. While these are serious issues, it's great that we can still laugh at them and with the Kim's Convenience family. My funniest experience with Kim's Convenience was online when per one person asked if I worked for Kim's Convenience. I replied, not yet. That, I am just an enthusiastic fan. Yes, one of the Kim bits, the organizer of one of our reunions. I'm so glad that Kim's Convenience hit Netflix. As an unpaid ambassador for Kim's Convenience, I often ask others if they have seen the show. They say they don't have cable TV. I tell them that it is on the CBC site in Canada. With Netflix, those in Canada and outside of Canada can see it on a very popular viewing platform. I'm delighted that Kim's Convenience has season three upcoming. It gives me and all the fans something to really look forward to on a weekly basis. Okay, see you. And you can follow Daniel on Twitter at 
Daniel L. Wong, and also his blog, drdanielwong.wordpress.com, where he has a few reflective pieces on Kim's convenience, like how do we identify with Kim's convenience and cool Christian Korean boy found. For our final guest, Ruby and I visited Chris, who's been a Kimbit who's attended most of the Toronto events. And other than Mel, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable Kimbits, especially in terms of finding locations of all the shooting. So uh, we're going to dive right into that interview. Hello and welcome to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. And today... We're actually not going to talk about an episode. We're going to talk about some fun stuff. And joining me is, of course, Ruby. Hello. And our special guest is Chris. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Great to be here. So why don't we start off with the usual. Uh, How did you get introduced to the show? Um, I saw, I seen the um, ads in the subway and stuff like that. And I thought, Mm. this is interesting. I like the way they said Kim's convenience, like it. Inconvenience. <laughs> I thought also they could just say Kim convenience. It's a possibility. Kim convenience, inconvenience. Yeah. So then I watched it a little bit and it's like, oh, it's great. I'd love this show. <laughs> then I tell my friends. Yeah. And my friend says, yeah, I saw the play at the, at oh. the fringe. I'm going, oh my God. I thought I was bringing it all to them. Yeah. <laughs> she, they'd already seen the play. So I was behind. Yeah, but it's different. The play is much more serious. It's not so much of a comedic relief show type type series. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they knew about it before I did. <laughs> Actually, I to be the one. yeah, a similar story. I've, I remember trying to introduce some of my friends to it, and then they're like, yeah, we saw it at the Fringe Festival. <laughs> Actually, it was the first show, or like... They actually were there for the very first show. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it was amazing. And I'm like, how come you didn't watch a show then? If you <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. a natural lead-in. If you watch the play, then... Exactly. You watch the TV watch show, the show, yeah. Exactly. And it's strange. a lot of similar scenes mm-hmm. that are in the play that are in the show. Have, have you seen the play at this point? Uh, no, but I read the play a few times. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. And uh, just like our friend Lizette, when she read the play, she was just like, yeah, I can picture everything happening because, again, Appa is Appa, yeah. Appa is Amma, and Well, you got Inz is Jung, but same sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you see pictures in, uh, in online and in the book and stuff like that from the play. That's mm-hmm. true. So I got a general idea. <laughs> is it uh, who is playing uh, Janet? Uh, they've switched it um, a couple so, of times. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when we saw it, which was the most recent one in Toronto, it was played by I believe her name is Rosie Simon. Okay, but Don't she kind of looks it. Korean. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't she Korean? I need to look that up. Oh, I'm not sure for okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Google's your best friend. I won't Google it. <laughs> Speaking of Google, you're pretty much, as far as I know, like the closest of the Kim's Convenience fans to being the Kim's Convenience fan Google because you have this wealth of knowledge and <laughs> concerns of like knowing the locations. Like if people follow you, follow you on Twitter, which they can follow you uh, at Chris Ray. Right? Yeah, Chris Ray. My uh, name is Raymond. And <laughs> they can see you pretty much at all the locations. Like you've taken yeah. photos of yourself at the location yeah <laughs> so do you know where i'm talking about with some of those locations uh you know what why don't you share some of them because like i have no idea where they are and somehow you found them so number one how how do you find them google maps google maps <laughs> google maps is great you get down really? to street view 
you have a general idea of where something might be, and then you go to Street View and just keep going along, going along. Okay. And then oh, you wow. find it. Wow. So straight from Google Maps, you just you just Street View it and you find. Well, it yeah, a little bit like there's a bit of intuition and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, handy car rental is the the studios where they shoot, right? Yeah, Shoreline yeah. on the Lakeshore. Right. Lakeshore. Uh, so when I kept seeing that and I go like, oh, I recognize that building somehow. <laughs> but until they put, they could let, let us see the 915 over the door. Yeah. I oh. didn't know where it was exactly. Mm-hmm. Then it was like one shot from the garage. You could see these two buildings in the distance that were pretty distinctive. Yeah. So then I get to Google Maps <laughs> and I go along all the streets along that area that yeah. could go up to 915 and check out like the CN Tower and these two buildings come down to Lakeshore Boulevard East and there's the building. Oh, wow. <laughs> huh. It's a so, lot of investigative tactics there. <laughs> it's interesting. It's fun. That, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that they would use the actual studio for that sh- shot, I guess. But where else would they shoot that? Mm. You can't really just go and borrow or rent a car rental and put up all the stuff. It's well, it could just be any sort of office. Yeah. Like, is the insides the actual studio then, or is it somewhere? Uh, f- I think further in, they have further a studio in? with probably the store oh, and okay. other okay, things. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when I went down there, half of the handy car rental is, yeah. there's a wall in between. Oh. They're using it for something else now. So <laughs> I see. I don't know yeah. if they're going to break out that wall to start the next season or not. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then the other thing was... Uh, yeah, it's like they didn't show 9.15 for a while. It seems like, do they want people to do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do they want people coming down just to look at the location? Hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting you bring that up. In, uh, in uh, one of the past episodes that haven't been released at this point, uh, we were speaking to Mel, and she was saying in the first season, they're very open about their shooting locations. Like, they would have yeah. one of those, like, fold boards, and it would say, you know... A giant sign. Coming oh, yeah. in the spring, or, sorry, coming in the fall, Kim's Convenience. But then in the second season, yeah. they were very... Using code names to hide yeah. everything. <laughs> well, she said, just like with any filming project, there's usually a giant Bristol board so that actors or whoever knows where to go, and it, yeah. it would say the title of whatever they're shooting, and then they might have an arrow pointing like actors this way or crew this way and things like that so she was saying how it actually didn't say Kim's Convenience during the second season it all said KC but not like in big letters either and then it would just have the arrows and things pointed mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so if you knew you knew yeah <laughs> but like, if you didn't know KC? you wouldn't follow it <laughs> yeah. well but now with Chris's help we can all be part of this secret club <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm wondering if they're going to come after me because I know where these places are and now I'm in trouble so what are some other locations that you found? The other one was uh, Gerald and Janet's house. Oh. Oh. When, I, when we were at the uh, family fan day, mm-hmm. right. I said to uh, Andrea, have you been to that house? And she said, I have. Oh. But I don't think she, maybe she thinks I was talking about this other place in um, uh, Kensington. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because she was in this other place where she was looking for this really bad place if she was right, going to yeah, stay yeah. in. Right, right, right. That's in Kensington. Oh, oh that's so funny. And then, <laughs> and then uh, so like, um, they set it up to look like Kensington. The house next door is like a place that's selling, um, like it's 
the sign they put up is feeling groovy, and in Kensington, it's dancing days. Oh, oh so they changed the sign. And then there's a, a cafe next door to on the other side of that house. Yeah. But those things are not there at all. This, <laughs> it's on uh, Manning Street, 408 Manning Street, and now people are going to be coming by to see your house. Just to see the house, yeah. <laughs> because at one point, like I said, they kept showing the house in different angles, and then finally they showed the stained glass above the door said 408. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I knew not many residential streets went up to 408. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this was north-south because of the shadows. Wow. And then I kept looking around for a while. And then finally, <laughs> 408 Manning, I found it. I know where it is. That's amazing. Because, like, I'm, I'm really bad with directions. I'm also bad with Very streets. Bad. I get lost. <laughs> I'm kind of bad, Walking too. to the same building almost every day sometimes. This is true. Um, so, like. To be able to actually just judge from shadows and understanding, hey, geography, it's like landmarks and pinpointing those buildings. That's amazing. <laughs> you might you might be better at it than you think when you're looking at the maps. It's like eventually it just becomes, okay, this all starts, starts to look familiar. Yeah. yeah I'm getting it. <laughs> and there's, you just showed us recently on your laptop that you have a picture of uh, shooting hoops at the place where Jung shoots in the, in the intro. Yeah. Where was that? That's, uh, there's the Esplanade, and then there's Scatting Avenue, I think it's called. Okay. Mm. Very close to the end of that is, uh, like, around Ontario Street. So I went down there, and then uh, one day I took one photo, and then my camera just lost power. Oh. So I went back down yesterday, <laughs> and there was a guy there with his kid shooting hoops, and I have to thank them because he took pictures of me with their ball. Oh, Aww. that's so nice. So... Yeah, and there's like uh, the underpass they have. That's pretty interesting, too. Mm. Oh. Did you tell them why you were taking the pictures? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were they fans of the show, too? No, the, but uh, they might be now because he's going like, are you on the show? I go, no, not on the show. <laughs> and he, I said, well, the place is just like up the street over there, Queen and Sherburn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got the sign up all the time. And he goes, oh, I have to check it out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you've converted someone. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like, well, I've taken a picture walking across the street around OCAD. Yeah. Right? Oh, yes, from the intro. Uh, outside the store pretending to sweep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know where Uma is. She's just getting groceries. Yeah. Get the feeling it's like the Danforth or something, but I don't know. Oh. Huh. I don't it want them to be, tell me. It could be like the Korean grocery stores. Mm, well, it's, it's like outside, like in the intro, she's just like looking outside in an outside market. So it doesn't really fit the, that area. area. Like if I think about that stretch of Queen, I can't picture any kind of outdoor market type yeah. things. But on a lot of but areas has, um, what are those, the farmer's markets in the summer times on weekends. Mm. So it's possible. Or maybe she was just over at uh, St. Lawrence Market. Hmm. Well, I mean, based on the geography, I mean, based on what Chris was saying about the basketball hoops, that's all sitting in that right same area. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, they do have a car. I was thinking that they don't have a car. She's walking away with the groceries. Yeah, but you're thinking there. too much into the story, not enough, yeah, not enough into ah. the, into just filming and what makes sense. <laughs> right. Or what yeah. makes life easier when they're filming. Oh, Where's yeah. that? That kind of feels like Danforth to me. What's that big building in the back? The <laughs> it's like with the OCAD, very obvious, right? Yes, right. yes. And uh, the structure is just with the right. murals where Jung's playing basketball, mm-hmm. very obvious. Yeah. So huh. 
I can't recognize anything there. So by the time you find all of these places and take pictures of them, are you going to do like your own little intro with just Chris everywhere? I was thinking that, yeah. That'd be so cool. Or maybe we could all get together and do it. And oh, I would love to see it. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be Appa, you'll be Chong, you'll be <laughs> Oma and Janet. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. Or heck, though. you could have like your own Chris tours where everybody's just taking shots and they make their own intro at the yeah, end of it. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. And instead of doing the spot colors that they do, you can do different colors based on what you like. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Somebody can create an app for that. Not me. I do too much coding already. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Might be an app for that already. <laughs> so basically, do you find it? Um, do you find any you've ever bumped into anyone else when you go into these landmarks or these filming locations? Um, you mean Kimbits? Kimpits or just anyone else, like someone that knows exactly what you're talking about and they're like, oh yeah. No. No? Oh. <laughs> it's a very lonely thing. I don't even have a friend come with me to take the photos. No. Because like nobody would want to, like I'm going all the way down to 9.15, make sure in a cold day and <laughs> stand around while you set up the same way. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm sure once the weather gets better, it'll be easier to find someone. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's weird because I've I go taking all these pictures in the bad weather, but all the show is really nice. Yeah, because I think they film during summer, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah, they usually film during. Uh, I know with season three, they're actually starting in about a month. Okay, so so yeah, the snow spring, should be gone spring by spring to September. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they could fake one episode. Like I was saying, they should have one where people are coming in and stamping their feet to get the snow <laughs> off. All the snow, yeah. yeah in the I store. At least one episode where it's it's winter, they can pretend. Yeah. But then they'll have to do... It wouldn't be one episode, because then they'll have to kind of film that season around winter, right? Hmm. They could just, like, now we jump ahead. <laughs> Time skip. <laughs> yeah. Or just even do a Christmas or Halloween special. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember saying on Twitter, like, oh, it would be funny if they had, like, a Halloween or mm. Christmas special. And I remember... It was one of the casts that were really excited about doing Halloween in particular. Yeah. That would be fun. Maybe Andrew, I think. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was either Andrew or Paul because uh, yeah. you know, they both cosplay. Yeah. So <laughs> That would be funny. It's yeah. like kids come in the store asking trick-or-treat and then Appa's dressed up as something. He's, well, he has his Appa Ghostbuster thing. And it's yeah. on his name tag. It says Appa. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. That's true. That would be funny. <laughs> or they could have a flashback. I've been waiting for a flashback at some point. Oh, that's true too. They could have like uh, Baby Fong is playing either <laughs> Chung or Kimchi or both at the same time. Yeah, baby. He seemed like he was up for it. Yeah, that would be funny. Have all the little kids kind of like Appa taking them, Janet and Chung to like trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Janet would be a baby, I think, at that point. Yeah. Well, Hold people on. take their babies to trick-or-treating, yeah. surprisingly, and then they, they take the candy. We've had that come up to our door. <laughs> yeah. So, any other fun, interesting locations well, that you've been to? Uh, yeah, well, there's the church. I thought the church was in, like, around College in Bathurst. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's similar to one around there, but it's not. It's uh, it's 945 <laughs> Queen Street East. Wow. <laughs> Right on the corner there. And uh, um, I think I was walking by one day when they were shooting, but I didn't, like, they had the sign up, and I knew they were shooting. Mm. <laughs> but they were in, like, there's a big 
newer building in the back of the church. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And I think they were probably doing like maybe the uh, yeah, mm-hmm. silent auction maybe oh. at that time. So would you say at this point that you have any favorite characters from Kim's? Yeah, I I wouldn't want to say I have a favorite and then make the other people <laughs> feel bad. Oh, I'm not your favorite. <laughs> well, but no. Everyone has their preferences. Yeah, everybody. So uh, I'm sure the one thing that I've learned from all these interviews is that most people say, you know, I like them all, but yeah. I like this person just a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say then uh, Nayong and Janet. Okay. I also have a similar background. I have an art diploma. Oh, okay. I didn't go to OCAD. <laughs> Three years in uh, Central Tech. There's a art school there. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a general idea of how that, that feels. That life is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough life, I think. <laughs> but I, I just love when uh, Nayong comes on and mm. she's so happy. Yeah. Or like uh, uh, Kimchi says, like, don't cross this line. and Or she says, don't cross this line. And he says, this line or this line. And she's, oh, she slaps him. <laughs> she's so happy about everything. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely like a very like happy, bright character, and she's just, even the comedy she brings. It's it's very light. Mm-hmm. It's it's not necessarily trying to be funny. It's just yeah, a yeah. cultural thing that she's trying to portray, and it and it works. It works great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People saying, "Did you just come from a comic Comic Con?" Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? Yeah. She's definitely what I think of like the more extremes of like if I were to compare like like and I guess Frank and Nayong is a perfect episode to explain the contrast between uh, a kid who grew up here that's Korean mm. so Canadian Korean and a Korean who grew up in Korea and Nayong would be kind of the far far other side of it where they've kind of super trendy yes and like trying to kind of like the was it the Harajuku culture in Japan right yeah where they really dress up yeah Yeah. is there a term for that in Korea do you know (laughs) picking my brain for all the Korean things yeah I'm failing today (laughs) he is a traditional Canadian born Korean kid I'm definitely on the Janet side (laughs) but I mean it's throughout Asia though right I mean okay Maybe not so much the dress and the hair, but if you think about the personality, the way that that Nayong acted, I could, I could honestly <laughs> say that there people, are people who do that. In yeah, every people culture. in like yeah. Hong Kong, well, people in Japan, or people. It, it's different than if you had grown up here. Yes. Yeah. No, like there's always like the culture and the group that likes to act out a bit more or tries to tries to be different from the rest of society and i see especially in asia because i was in japan for a little while and you see that they have many different groups in japan um and i've heard a lot of stories about korea and taiwan not so sure about hong kong and i don't know much about china which is weird Mm. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) i would think hong kong would but maybe not most of other china Mm. I feel like Hong Kong's very fast-paced and everyone's very concentrated on making money, making ends meet. So, yeah. 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 And it's it's tough to be a student in in Asia and especially Hong Kong because 
they have to register for kindergarten before the kids are even born. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So favorite episodes, Chris? Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess Frank can now. No, Appa's lump. Appa's lump. Oh. Appa's lump. Okay. I love the wordplay in there. I think it was Anita Kapila wrote that. And then it's like, uh, after they figure out that he's the one with the lump and then Amma's riding him and he goes, I wish I could get a surgery to get you off my back. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And then uh, he's sitting in the de- uh, doctor's office and then she slaps him for some reason. He goes, ah, my lump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he doesn't really care about the lump, but like now yeah. you have to treat me better because you're caring about me. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing with... Jung coming into the hospital yes. and having a great relationship talk, mm-hmm. yeah, and he never even realizes he's doing it, right? Oh, Until beautiful. afterwards, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he brings him uh, some banana pudding, pudding banana at pudding, the store. Yeah. Somebody said you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> One of the cards was a sympathy card for your loss. Yes. <laughs> it's like, hmm, what happened there? I wonder if any of those. Cards are actually bought in the store in that episode. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, here, here, right give it. it to your dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's not well. Here, let me just buy this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably good. They get the money for it and they get yeah. the card. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Banana pudding. I've never Banana had pudding. it before. No? I don't know. I think had so. it later. After that episode, I had some. <laughs> Does it taste good? <laughs> I would say no. It's kind of like fake banana flavor. Oh, so yeah. like the candied banana yeah. flavor. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Which I used to like, but not so much anymore. As Appa said, it's not as good without the morphine. Without the oh, morphine. Okay. Nothing is. <laughs> Everything's better with drugs. <laughs> I love the interactions between uh, Appa and Janet. Yes. And I get the feeling like a lot of that might be really improv. Like he's going, mm, and then she just starts <laughs> laughing and then they cut because yeah. Yeah. They, they can't make it obvious that it's uh, improv, but mm-hmm. it does feel so natural with father-daughter. Yeah. yeah. Because like, I, I can totally see it. A father trying to tease their child, you know, embarrass yeah. them on purpose. It's, it's a very natural thing for parents, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, just to wrap it up, uh, any hopes for season three? Um, well, I get the feeling, I think maybe it's better if Jung and uh, Shannon are not a couple. Oh, you're not the first one to say this, actually. <laughs> that they seem like they, they might actually go out, but then figure out that they're better as friends. Mm-hmm. And then if they become a couple, then it, they have to be a couple for the rest of the series, which might not work for comedic purposes Mm -hmm. that's true yeah yeah that makes a lot Uh, of sense but do you feel that that's the direction that they're going to take or do you feel that that's something you personally would like to see i think that's a possibility that they've left open but i'm not sure what Mm -hmm. they plan to do Mm -hmm. but i think it might be best if they do that way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe alejandro can (laughs) go off he's a great guy it was like <laughs> nobody wants him to be with her because they want Chung to have a better chance poor guy <laughs> so other than Chan Jung any other thoughts um, well I'm wondering what's going to happen I think we were talking before about uh, Chung might start 
working with the church or something like that, or right. the church might help him get something. Right, right, right. And that the idea that uh, the only person he could go to is Pastor Nina to tell mm-hmm. him tell them that he didn't get that job. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to tell his sister. She'll tell tell everybody. He doesn't. He can't tell Kimji. He can't tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His old uh, uh, Shannon can't. Like, yeah. it seems like he's begging for his job back, so right. he just wants to talk about it. Yeah, and I mean, at, at one of the episodes, Pastor Nina did offer him that position to look after or to train the youth or something of yeah. that sort. So, oh, right. Yeah. right, right, right. So she gave him an opportunity, although Amma said, no, don't ask him. <laughs> he's not good for that. <laughs> well, I mean, given the whole situation of that episode, you know, it, it goes back to something I keep re-quoting. You know, don't look... Don't look up at him. Don't look down at him. But just look straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Pastor Nina, I think, is taller than him, so she'll have to look down. <laughs> She's wearing heels. Is she? She looks really tall. Short heels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. I don't know if you have time for it. Do you? Do you feel like kimchi is Korean? So From kimchi, the name? character, hmm. the character oh, is the character. Korean. Because his last name is probably Han. Yes. Yeah. We found, which mm-hmm. could be a Vietnamese name. Oh. And then if you had a friend in your group and he liked kimchi and he's Korean and people started calling him kimchi, would you go like, hey, don't call him kimchi. That's not cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> but if he were Vietnamese and you call, people called him kimchi, yeah. that would be kind of like, that's interesting because he likes kimchi. Like he could also be Chinese because Han's also a Chinese last name mm-hmm. too. Mm. Huh. But Andrew's Vietnamese, so I was wondering if they yeah. go that yeah. way. That's a good question. And his Korean, he doesn't try to portray a Korean accent at all. It's always yeah. very, <laughs> the, it's very when English. He, when he tried to do the accent in the moving the, the uh. freezer, <laughs> it, he couldn't do a good Korean accent. So Yeah, yeah I was just like, what were you going for? And then he was <laughs> saying, well, we went through, I went through different accents in the takes. And uh, the, in the blooper reel, he even goes and does like a, like a Jamaican accent. <laughs> yeah. Take. I think I saw a bit of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it like, is. is he supposed to be Korean? They never actually say. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But he says Ajushi and Ajuma. Yeah. yeah. Well, but just... then if he's a kid growing up with them, they, yeah. he might have yeah. said that. All, yeah, it's like the they, you know, you go you go to someone's house and if that's how they tell you to call their parents, that's yeah. how you call their parents, right? Mm-hmm. That's true, huh? Never thought about that. You just assumed that they were trying to portray him as a Korean character, huh? <laughs> but what do you think if you had a, a friend when you're growing up and somebody started calling him kimchi and he's a Korean guy? Would you feel like that's not cool? Don't call a guy kimchi. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it'd be growing up as in Canada. Sort of the same sort of thing as if it were a different culture. It, mm-hmm. you, you might be Korean. I might call him kimchi, but it's a, it might be something that we don't think twice about. Yeah. Like, okay, we're calling you kimchi. Call you tteokbokki. Call you bulgogi. And I'm my bulgogi. <laughs> yeah, you're tteokbokki. Like <laughs> I thought of a great idea for a name of a store. Oh, okay. In Koreatown. Blurgogi. Blurgogi. <laughs> <laughs> what would it sell? <laughs> Just anything. <laughs> Well, restaurant, I guess. Hmm. That'd be cute. <laughs> it's like fusion food. Korean fusion. So thanks again, Chris, for being on. Thank you for having me. So where can people find you? 
uh, at Twitter, uh, at Chris Ray, and uh, uh, my name is Topher Ray on uh, Facebook. Awesome. awesome. And that's where the, everyone can see all your interesting shots of all these locations, <laughs> right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Wonderful. And thanks again, Chris. And in fact, to all our special guests today, Chi Hung, Andrew, Karen, and Daniel for taking the time to share their thoughts. So if you have any other comments, questions, or stories to share, email them to whatyoutalkingpodcasts at gmail.com or tweet me at MikeYUAN82. As always, this show is marketing conspiracy-free, past best before date, but still pretty good. Until season two. Okay, okay see you. Yeah.